Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up all, Aaron, but not that Aaron here to tell you about Sif Pop Writer's Room. For the past several years, there have been a growing amount of writers for SifPop.com providing best ever challenges, movie reviews, themes, legacies, connections, and so much more. Sif Pop Writer's Room is where that all comes together, giving a voice to those words that you read. And on the show, every week is excellent, getting to chat such a wide variety of movies with a wide variety of movie lovers, and I'm really having a lot of fun with the show, and I just think that you would too. So check out Sif Pop Writer's Room wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll see you over there. Just remember to knock first. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that's glad Cherokee Bill isn't here to see if we talk too much. It's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Saturday mornings or Sunday afternoons, or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Woo. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he wrote me a 78-page plan for his whole podcast career before he was ever on. It's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. Ahoy! And each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. A rock in a hard place is what he calls a Monday. It's Dom Fisher. That's, that was very true. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all doing, man? I'm glad to be here. Uh, it is so great to have you on. Uh, Dom and I met within the last month. We were actually at a Netflix event and got a chance to kind of hang out and chat a little bit. And I was like, I like this guy. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> and he was very gracious uh, enough to say, hey, I'll be on. So sure. welcome to the show for the first time. How you feeling? How's it going? I'm good, man. I'm excited. I'm ready uh, for Thanksgiving. You know, I want to gain two pounds and uh, not lose it. I mean, at this point, I'm I don't even try to lose it no more. I'm just gonna sit with the two pounds. That's right. Welcome just to leave the mid- welcome to the mid thirties. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I I am. You know, I don't I don't like to think of myself as seventy pounds overweight. I like to think of myself as thirty five Thanksgivings overweight. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. so that's 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 go. just how you do it. You just do it that way. Uh, yes, we are heading into Thanksgiving week and uh, very, very thankful 
uh, Dom, that you have decided to uh, come on the show today. So we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk uh, reviews for King Richard, as well as The Harder They Fall. We're going to do a Best Ever Challenge of Will Smith movies. I tried to look back through. I couldn't believe we'd never done Best Ever Will Smith before, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So if we have done it, we're doing it again. Um, yeah. But uh, we're going to talk the Best Ever Will Smith movies. And then, of course, we'll do our Buried Treasure uh, as well. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let's take a look at King Richard. Tennis takes expert instruction. It takes families with unlimited financial resources. It's like asking somebody to believe that you got the next two Mozarts in your house. Venus and Serena gonna shake up this world. Throw it to the sky. Yeah, that's it. There you go. They're not going to win nothing like this. Not with you and me on those raggedy courts. We just got to stick to the plan. We got champions in the other room. You taught them all this? Richard, I'm impressed. I think you might just have the next Michael Jordan. Oh, no, brother man. I got me the next two. can't nobody <laughs> Richard Williams serves as a coach to his daughters, Venus and Serena, who will soon become two of the most legendary tennis players in history. Uh, yeah, pretty simple uh, description for this one. Will Smith coming on board to play King Richard uh, and look at the Williams family. And you've got John Bernthal hopping in here a little bit. Uh, yeah. You've got, you know, this really interesting real life uh, kind of story, kind of sports movie, all these things coming together. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Dom, I don't know that we've gone over this, but we start with just a simple rating of like it, dislike it, uh, loved it, hated it, or it was just okay. Uh, and then we kind of go into the details. Uh, we'll let Andrew start to kind of give you a, an example. What did you think? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with liked it. Okay. Just straight liked it, high side of liked it. Straight liked it. I'm not going to lie. I've thought about this movie more than I have for a lot of movies, like a pre-review. Yeah, just keep like, going over it and I'm stuff. still thinking about like how I feel about this movie and stuff. So, But I'm going to go with liked it for now. Liked it it is. Dom, what do you think? Like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? So I think I'd be on the, uh, the high side of liked it. I, I want to say I loved it, but I'd have to give it another run through just to make sure because i feel like there was there was some just a little something that was missing i i don't know exactly what it was just yet to push it over the top for me right on. um but yeah yeah i said i liked it well uh guys i loved this movie uh no qualms i am firmly in the loved it camp i had so much fun with this movie and since i uh have the highest rating, I'm going to go first uh, and, and tell you some of the reasons I loved it. Mainly, it comes down to, for me, the Will Smith of it all. Um, I think he's doing incredible work here. Uh, I, I think he absolutely becomes Richard Williams more than I've ever seen him become uh, another character. Um, you know, the uh, concussion was interesting. He did, he did a lot of great acting in concussion. He's a very skilled actor. Um, but here, man, I just believed it. I, there were times I was like, oh, yeah, that's Will Smith because he just really envelops the character that well. Um, I also really, really love the moments uh, in this movie. There's a little bit of 
there's some money ball ish stuff here where like doing things a different way, having your own, you know, uh, way at things. Um, and that kind of stuff always interests me. Uh, so that was, that was a big deal for me. There was also some like, uh, relational stuff that I found really interesting. A lot of the stuff between, um, him and his wife and, you know, her investment and him kind of finding what it meant to not just run everything, but to actually do it as a family. Like that's kind of the overarching theme of the movie. I just was, I just was sold from beginning to end. I just had such a great time with this movie and, um, really enjoyed myself. So, um, so yeah, so man, I had a good time. What about you? What are some of the things that uh, that you guys like? Dom, why don't you kind of go next? Uh, well, for one, uh, <laughs> it was nice to see a Oscar worthy film that with a black cast that wasn't a slave movie. I get so tired of seeing those films, and you know, within the black culture, we, we're tired of it. You know what I mean? Sure. We're tired of the trauma. You know what I mean? We want to see ourselves in regular life and even though venus and serena situation is abnormal becoming like some of the greatest tennis players we've ever seen it still remains that we saw this normal everyday life we see this caring father who has his own issues but he uh you know he loves in his in his own way and the things that he had to overcome that i've personally seen in my personal life um and the the certain neighborhoods he grew up in, uh, family members who have gone through similar things. Uh, it just was kind of refreshing to see like this overcome without being uh, like super aggressive. You know, I mean, he sure. didn't. He thought, you know, he thought about making a really bad decision uh, with the the guy when he wanted to when he had his gun in his hand mm -hmm. and things worked out in a way that had, didn't put him in that situation. So just to see it play out in a positive way uh, was refreshing to see. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting. You know, we talk a lot about representation and, and how important it is. And you mentioned a, a kind of offshoot of that is is the uh, representation, but also the expansive representation, not just one particular kind of representation, but, you know, in all these different avenues and ways. And I think you're absolutely right. I also think it's of note uh, that the director, Ronaldo uh, Marcus Green, a uh, person of color himself, and just the, the, you know, I genuinely think 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, a white guy probably directs this movie. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, we've, right. we've had those movies. And so there's, there is something to be said about, um, you know, understanding the culture and and being able to um, to put it on screen like that. So yeah, no, I think that's that's really valuable stuff. Andrew, what about you? Oh uh, yeah, Will Smith. Uh, just give the guy his Oscar. I mean, he really <laughs> becomes Richard Williams in this movie. It's crazy how he how trans uh, like you like you said like we've seen him transform into characters before like uh, Pursuit of Happiness or even Concussion sure. most recently, but this is a different level. Something to where I, where it's funny, moments of this I go, Uncle Phil? Like, because he just, he becomes like that fatherly figure that, you know, we saw Uncle Phil portray for him in Fresh Prince so many times. And I'm like, wow, I've never seen him, even Pursuit of Happiness, he, he was, you know, a parental figure and that's the whole point of that movie. But something about this movie like even the way he walks you know the way he carries himself is like a, it's a different human being mm -hmm. and it was so cool i knew he had this in him and i've and i've seen him you know get close to this but 
I'm, he's arrived, you know, at, at this next step in, or next era in his career. And I can't wait for, if this is, you know, the introduction to that new era, we're in for a wild ride. Yeah. Ahead of us. Yep. Yeah. Would you say a wild, wild ride? Um <sighs> I definitely would not. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Definitely would not. No, uh, no, 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 no. I I agree. I I mean, how do, what do you guys think? I I think I think he's definitely in the the front runner spot for uh for lead actor. Yeah. Um from what I was, from what I've seen, yeah. How cool would that be? That'd be so fun, you know? Get Fresh Prince's Oscar, man. Like that'd be so cool. Um but uh but and I think he deserves it. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think uh the best performances I've seen this year has been the actors who have fully committed and given themselves to that role like Will did. I mean, like you said, yeah. he fully became him. Like, the accent, the the way he spoke, and I'm sure he did a lot of studying because there is interviews he could go back to uh, reference from. But, yeah, I mean, and even John Bernthal, like, I loved his character. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it's like you want to you want to laugh at him, but he's also serious too. Yeah. Like, that guy just loves what he does. Yeah. I think you could. Can see... you believe that that guy is the Punisher? <laughs> the guy that I saw on screen in those short shorts and that mustache. I'm like, hey, that's Frank Castle, everybody. <laughs> I love Bernthal's career, man. He's just taking jobs and he's doing good work and it's it's cool stuff. I wouldn't be surprised to see nominations in supporting for Bernthal. I wouldn't be su- surprised to see a nomination for is it Anjanue Ellis that played uh, Brandy Williams? Yeah. Uh, oh, she so was incredible. Good. She was incredible in so this good. movie. Um, so and even the kids. I was I was trying to put my finger on where I had seen a Demi Singleton before who plays Serena uh, in this movie, and she was in a documentary called Showbiz Kids. That was about like um, child stars, and partway through the documentary, they focused on two like aspiring child stars, just to kind of see how it is today for kids who want to get yeah. into the industry. One of them was Demi Singleton. Like it was before she had really hit. Uh, and wow. so, yeah, it's interesting. I remember that documentary. Yeah, I remember that. So I, yeah, so I, had, that's where I had seen her. But yeah, they both uh, do really, really well. I, I found the the movie's handling of the the family dynamic in only giving us the parts that it wanted to, I found that really good because you, there's, there would be such a temptation to get into the Serena of it all. But this movie is really about Venus, mm. right? I mean, it's really about Richard, yeah. but I mean, as far as the, the part of the, the girl superstardom that it deals with, it's really dealing with, you know, Venus's rise uh, to superstardom. So, you know, considering Serena's possibly the best female athlete to have ever lived, uh, you know, yeah. she's in that conversation um, you know, you would think it would be a real temptation to to do more Serena focus, but I think the movie rightly says, okay, here's how we get from point A to point B in the best way, in the most entertaining way, and you know, maybe there'll be a you know King Richard too. You know, who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll get the the Serena story. Electric boogaloo. Yes, yeah. I think that's probably the, the title. <laughs> uh, other thoughts. Yeah. Uh, feel free to go into negatives if you have some. Yeah, um, this is my biggest issue with the movie, and it's a personal one that I, I used to be really into tennis whenever I was younger. Uh, I was, I, I told myself I was destined to marry Anna Kornikova, uh, still <laughs> waiting on that to happen. Um, uh, but yeah, I followed the careers of a, a, a couple tennis players, like Andrea Agassi, uh, and of course the Serena, uh, the Williams sisters. Um, here's my biggest issue with this movie. It's he's not B.T. Barnum, but this movie gave me a lot of 
Greatest Showman vibes. I don't want to make the comparison like he's as awful a person as B.T. Barnum. He's not. P- he's P. not. P.T. Barnum, I think, right? Yeah, okay. I said B.T. Yeah, 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 yeah P.T. Barnum, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but uh, just having read Richard Williams' biography uh, and the biographies of others like around him and that family, I don't think he's that really good of a guy. Interesting. And that's, that's just a personal... It's a personal thing. Like, the things that I've read... Uh, it's it, it's it makes me it, it's difficult for me to see how things are changed in this movie from like what happened in real life to for me to go okay yeah like there's there's moments in this movie where I don't know about your guys' uh, theater but like I had a very vocal uh, theater like uh, whenever there was a song that came on. Like whenever the family was singing in the car to a song or something like that, the entire theater started singing the song too, and it was really, really weird, really weird. <laughs> but uh, but no, it was it it. I'll just say that there are moments in this movie where, where let's say uh, Richard is giving a, a a an emotional speech, like uh, uh there's one that he gives to uh, Venus on a on the tennis court like in the rain at night and it's like a really strong and emotional emotionally impactful speech sure. but having having read like biographies and stuff I'm like that's kind of hypocritical so like those big emotional beats didn't hit me because I'm in the back of my head I'm going yeah but that's not this guy and that could just be my own personal bias you know like who knows what I've uh, you know what? If I would have went into this movie blind, you know, I could have been like, "Wow, I know what the movie is trying to say from an emotional standpoint." Like, yeah, this is really impactful. And there are, mo- and I don't want to, I don't, I'm going on and on here, but <laughs> I don't want the movie. I don't want it to come across as me saying that there aren't moments in this movie where uh, I wasn't emotionally, you know, moved. Like, the big one that I think of is uh, whenever, like, child services gets called, you know, and he gives that speech. And I'm Such like, a great scene. I got shake. I yeah. got shaken to my core with that Such one. Such a great scene. But, like, uh, yeah, I don't want to go into specifics about, you know, the real-life Richard Williams. But, like, that was my biggest issue with this movie is it, knowing or having read his biography and the things that he did. I just I haven't really been a big fan of the guy. But the movie is really good. That's my biggest uh, hiccup with the movie, though. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know any of the biographical material you're you're talking about. I do know some of the uh, some of the stuff I've seen recently is that especially when it was happening, um, that there was a lot of uh, what many now consider unfair malignment of you know kind of his practice and his character and and who he was as a father, similar to the neighbor, right? I think that's the neighbor representation in this this movie as yeah. well is like you know seeing something from afar and judging it is you know not all it's not always exactly as it seems um but i understand what you're saying because even beyond the richard williams of it all or even let's say the earl woods of it all you know like the, these parents that you know craft their kids into superstars this movie seems to be saying and by the way venus and serena were heavily involved in you know how this movie paints a lot of this picture um it seems to be saying that his goal wasn't to be, uh, you know, a domineering dad who, you know, turned them into superstars. It was to let them be children and also become superstars, which was a really interesting 
point to me. It was one of my favorite things about the movie is that it kind of was like, no, we're going to Disneyland today. Like that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, Dom, I'm curious about what you, your experience with your knowledge of Richard Lewis or Richard Lewis, Richard Williams Richard Lewis. and uh, has been uh, up until this point. I didn't know uh, a whole lot. I saw clips of interviews and whatnot, but I can see I can see where he's coming from because you, we've all seen sports parents. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen the LeVar Balls where, yeah, you're on TV and you're talking up and you're, you're talking your kids up, which seems like love, but do your kids like that, right? We've seen like a lot of the kids stray away from their parents once it gets to a certain point. They're like, look, I'm an adult now or I'm, I can mm-hmm. make my own decisions. Leave me alone. Uh, which it kind of got to that point, you know, when she's like, hey, she's going to leave you eventually. You know, like, and he kind of realized, oh, I've made a mistake in, in, in my uh, my parenting. So um, I can definitely see how like the movie, if they wanted to, it could have been you change the tone. And it's like this overbearing father who's pushing his kids to the limit to get them to stardom um, because we've all seen it. Uh, so, but no, it's it's um, I think. Partly too, Venus and Serena uh, and the rest of the sisters, who are I think executive producers on mm-hmm. the, the film, yeah. of co- they of course they want to kind of remember the times as more pleasant because they did get to the places where their dad wanted them to go. So it might have been more negative, but when you're putting your whole life out for the whole world, you might be like, I don't I'm gonna leave some things out, and yeah, it was hard, but like. Maybe I leave out a whooping that may have happened, or maybe I leave out, you know what I mean? Certain sure. little things that is a little too graphic for a movie that I want to uh, inspire people because I think that's the end goal was for them to like, for black girl, little girls to like see like, hey, we came from a bad neighborhood in Compton in the early 90s, late 80s that was heavily uh, gang territory, made it out, and now we're you know, top of the world. Yeah. 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 Well, he he moved them to Compton like in his documentary or documentary, his biography, black and white, the way I see it, that was uh, Richard Williams. He, they lived in long beach and he moved them to Compton because he wanted them to grow up in a rougher neighborhood. And, uh, he would pay. (laughs) Yeah. He would pay high schoolers to, uh, heckle them when they were kids playing tennis to toughen them up. Yeah. So it's uh, stuff it's stuff like that also, that you're reading in the book and you're going, "Hey, yeah, where's that it, scene? Yeah. You know, where's that guy?" Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And or the scene where he would uh, s- smash beer bottles on the tennis court to keep Venus and Serena from like playing in certain areas. Like, "Hey, I want oh. you playing this side today." Yeah. So he would smash beer bottles and like there'd be broken glass everywhere. I'm like, "Yeah, and I'm like this movie's one tonal shift away from being whiplash." You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, there's, there is so much to love about this movie. That is honestly my only hiccup with this movie. Other than that, I mean, it's, it's stellar. Everybody is on point. The, the flow. I mean, there's never a, a, a dull moment. And if there, there's lulls in the movie, but they're intentional lulls just to, uh, so you don't get overwhelmed. I mean, man, this it's a really good movie. If it's not for that. My stupid inner monologue, you know, <laughs> keeping me from, you know. Well, but this movie's so yeah, good. It's I totally get that too, and it's something you're always going to run into when you deal with real world, yeah. real world stories, because movies always, always want to create characters, and in this case, they're creating characters out of real people, right? You're you're watching yeah. the character of Richard Williams in this movie, 
not really Richard Williams, right? And that's just the necessity yeah. of filmmaking. Um, so there's always going to be that kind of stuff, whether it's P.T. Barnum, like you said, um, you know, whatever, whatever it's going to be, movies are going and to... And that's an extreme comparison. Right, sure, sure, absolutely. You know? uh, but movies are going to make those choices and um, to tell the best story in the story in the way that they feel is going to be most impactful or most convey what they wanted to convey. Um, and you're right. The movie, the movie, uh, it certainly doesn't make Richard Williams flawless. He certainly has flaws in the movie, no. uh, but it's more, yeah. it's more of a slap on, on the wrist. You know, it's more of like, uh, a course yeah. correction than, um, you know, really dealing with what it means to be human and have actual deeper, darker flaws. Um, you know, that's, that's not what this movie wanted to be. And, you know, for me, that's, that's okay in in this case, and I, I had a really good time with it. Uh, Dom, did you have any other points you wanted to make? Uh, no, nah, I would just say uh, some of the stuff, not to the extreme of like what the book is, but I think uh, I think a speech uh, to uh, DCS is kind of maybe what was part of that whole point of the first half is like I don't want my kids to end up in the streets. I don't want them to be prostitutes i don't want to be in gangs or whatnot so he goes to these extreme lengths to like make sure it doesn't happen because it's you know we, we've all heard like the, the hood liquor store gun store bad food and it's easy to fall into these traps so there is a lot of parents who are gonna do whether it's extreme for themselves working three four jobs to make sure the kids go to private school or like hey i don't have the means but i can make sure my kid uh mm. has a really hard time and but is able to uh overcome a lot of these things to get to a better place that and maybe that's that was his logic uh and i think that's what the the film was trying to convey a little bit without having to go too dark was like hey i'm hard on them because they're not gonna end up being dead at 16 you know yeah 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 dom are you, are you a father uh stepfather stepfather okay yeah see I'm 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 removed from that, so this is another one of those movies where I get a window into the what parenthood and how difficult it can be. So, yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's definitely it's one of those movies that it, it it's an extension of a conversation that you have yeah. growing up black. Like, hey, these are the things you got to watch out for. Also, the world kind of doesn't like you or doesn't accept you fully, so you're gonna have to do extra you have to be perfect like you said you have to be perfect so in order uh to be in these areas because if you make a blunder they're looking for a reason to get rid of you already so it's an extension of a conversation that's already been going on for centuries really yeah 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 well there you go uh that is king richard um and it will be in the conversation for sure come award season uh, whether it be for will smith or yeah, i yeah. think even the movie will probably get nominated i'm not sure if it'll win but probably get a nomination for the movie as well for best picture um so yeah. we'll see how it does uh but yeah that's king richard it is available on hbo max uh as well as at theaters so you can check it out in either place yeah. all right let's move on to the harder they fall man oh devil this is gonna be buck's last day amongst the living what exactly he do to you call it a professional robbery I know who you are. That love, the outlaw hunts down those who trespass against him with no mercy. Where is he? Where is who? Your boss. My boss. Clearly, you don't know me. 
Gunning for revenge, Outlaw Nat Love saddles up with his gang to take down enemy Rufus Buck, a ruthless crime boss who just got sprung from prison. Uh, the harder they fall, brings an all-star cast of Idris Elba, Sazi Beats, uh, Regina King, Jonathan Majors, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, and the list goes on and on and on. I think Del Delroy Lindo popping up in there uh, as well. He does. He does indeed. Uh, this is on Netflix, and kind of my understanding is it's a little bit like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh, for uh, you know um, Western characters uh, that were black. Uh, so basically taking real humans and putting them all together in a story that was never true, but they are actual based on, you know, characters from reality. So, uh, it's a little bit stylized, yeah. a little bit elevated. Um, what did you guys think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Uh, why don't you go first this time, Don? Uh, I love there you film. go. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's one of those ones where... Um, like you said, it's real, real people and uh, fictional story, but it, it allows you to uh, enter the world and minds of these people without having to go into a possible boring story. We're like, I don't want a history lesson. Mm -hmm. I want the Wild West. And that's what we yeah. got. Andrew, like it, love it, dislike it, hate it. Or it was just OK. I love this. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yes, you? Uh, I'm falling firmly in the high side of liked it. Uh, I'm high side of liked it. Almost into low side of loved it, but um, we'll get into uh, some of my reasons why. But uh, let's start with you, Dom. Tell us about uh, some of the reasons you love this movie. Uh, well, I mean, initially, when I when I saw the cast, I was like, I mean, I have to watch this. Like, this <laughs> yeah. cast is amazing. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, like Zazie, Lakeith Stanfield, um, Jonathan Majors. They're all just now kind of in this class of actors that are getting all these big parts. And they've done amazing in every single one. Like Jonathan Majors is slowly becoming one of my favorites to see. Lakeith has been there for a while, yeah. along with Zazie. Um, but I mean, yeah, just it's it's funny and it's witty. And like the, the line delivery, uh, I mean, Re Regina King, like, she can do no wrong at this point. I mean, she's only gotten better as her career's progressed. Um, Lakeith's character was probably my favorite because of the way he was able to speak. He knew he was a badass and didn't really take anything too seriously. Um, and then Idris Elba, I mean, at first I was like, I mean, he's such a big name, but he seems to have like uh, a tempered role. And then towards the end, you're like, oh, okay, this, this guy's for real. Um, so yeah, it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, some thoughts from you. Well, you know me. Westerns are my favorite genre, and to see a movie come out that is so fresh for the Western genre is so like invigorating. Like, oh, please! It not only is like, oh, I love this movie, but also, oh, please give me more westerns. The way that this movie uh, has like a, a, it's a vibrant tone. Like, uh, mm -hmm. what, it, this is kind of like in the movie a, a little bit, but like, uh, whenever they go to the white town, everything is just one color palette, just bleak white, but everywhere else there's like these vibrancy of colors. And it was like, yes, this is something that I've, I haven't seen really from a Western genre because I think people feel like they, whenever they make a Western movie, they have to fall into this one, you know, uh, play by numbers like it has to be 
uh, gritty, it has to be uh, dirty, it has to be, you know, bleak, you know, uh, or hot. Um, but no, this movie isn't afraid to have vibrant colors, it isn't afraid to have incredibly extravagant uh, uh, action shots and stuff like that. Um, and, and like Dom said, the, the cast in this is amazing. I, I also loved, loved Lakeith Stanfield in this, but I think Regina King is the one who I just keep coming back to. Not only have I had a crush on you uh, since I was a, a, a wee lad, but, you know, you're you're killing it in this role. Um, also, Jonathan Majors, I want to hit on what you said. I mean, he is a, a, a young up-and-coming actor who, whenever you put him in this movie with a cast this stacked, and he is able to have the charm and charisma and the way he carries himself in this movie that he is going toe-to-toe with some titans of Mm -hmm. acting. And I am like, you are one that I have to watch out for. I've only seen him in, I think, I didn't like Lovecraft Country, the show. It was just too hard for me to get into. Uh, But he was also in another Western, actually, which was uh, not Unforgiven, but... uh, it's the Christian Bale one. I forget what the name of it was. I'll have to look it up. But uh, he was—he's—he's he's one of those that I'm like, I'm just gonna have to watch this guy's career. Hostels—that's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, but I'm gonna have to watch Jonathan Majors now because if this is—I think his fifteenth IMDb listed acting performance. Uh, if he's doing stuff this early, I am so excited for what. Well, and he's—you know—he's obviously about to, you know get meteoric as you know Kang the conqueror and the marvel universe and you know and that turn in loki just that last episode was just so good <laughs> like it was just like this guy yeah. is so good he's so good he's always making choices <laughs> right like you can tell in his his line delivery he's just he's always making choices and they always seem to be the right choices for me because i just it's compelling just watching him talk is compelling i love jonathan majors um there's going to be a movie in the next five years. Like I can tell he is going to have a performance where he truly kind of like Will Smith in a King Richard, where he is going to fully transform it into a character and he's going to be unrecognizable. Yeah. I, I, I know that's coming for him and I cannot wait. Uh, yeah, I, I have plenty of great things to say, but obviously I'm on the high side of liked it. I really liked this movie. Um, I think my f- if I had to put my finger on one of my favorite plot lines, one of my favorite threads, you both mentioned Lakeith Stanfield. I would also mention R.J. Kyler, uh, who plays Jim Beckworth. Their tete-a-tete was one of my favorite things about about this movie. And in hindsight, I'll just say, there's so much foreshadowing that I did not even notice when it was happening about, you know, their oh, yeah. uh, their story and I love that kind of stuff and this movie is full of those kind of things where you know they're the ways the characters relate to each other the the ways they know each other the information about that stuff is revealed at the perfect time uh, for the most compelling experience um, so yeah I had I had a blast with this I think the music in this is so good it's so good um, and it's it's not yeah. anachronistic because it's not happening in universe necessarily. Now, that's not to say there there isn't anachronism in this movie. They definitely give these characters things to say that probably were never said during that time, you know, that kind of stuff. But at the same time, 
it's so perfect. It's just all perfect. It just really feels like it never crosses that line where I kind of go roll my eyes and go, oh, you know, this this doesn't feel real anymore. I never got distracted by how modern the tone was, right? Um, this isn't, you know, what is it, Knight's Tale, yeah. where they're singing We Will Rock You in the Stands or whatever. You know, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just using great modern music in some great modern sensibilities yeah. to really build compelling characters and, and compelling relationships. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I had a blast with this. Um, incredible action stuff. Uh, you know, the opening yeah. was amazing. The, the final shootout is just absolutely astonishing. It's, it's shot well. You understand the geography of it, where everybody is, what's going on. Um, I have a lot of great things to say about this movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, the one thing I... Yeah, even though it's a Western, even though like I, I praised it for being so unique, it's, it also still honors everything that... It honors all the Westerns that came before it, and you can definitely feel like it was a trying to be a part of that uh that heritage of great amazing westerns and i am so glad to say that i think that this belongs in in that realm of like great westerns to uh nice. to see uh dom further thoughts yeah i think uh one of the reasons why i liked it so much as it progresses it felt like a quentin tarantino yeah, movie sure i mean like the, the way it's shot the things that happened the dialogue um and even like the color palettes i feel like it was very Tarantino-esque, and I think that's what initially drew me in. I was like, hold on, who's the director? Because this feels very familiar. Um, but I, like to echo your thoughts uh, on the like the action, I mean, the gun scenes were so fun. And then just the, the back and forth of like, you know that you're probably going to die, but you know what, I'm going to get off a few little mm-hmm. one-liners just yeah. in case, just so I'm remembered when I'm gone. Uh, yeah. so it was so you good. mentioned the director, uh, James Samuel, right? Is that who it was? Um, it's listed as The Bullets. Hasn't uh, Listed much. as The Bullets, which I think is uh, the name he goes by uh, for music. He's Seal's brother, apparently, um, if I'm reading this correctly. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. Wait, what? It says siblings, Seal. Uh, on uh, on uh, the old Google. You ever use the old Google? Uh, yeah. So anyhow, uh, interesting, and I I'm excited to see other stuff uh, from him in the future because it's really really well done. Uh, I guess I will say my negative that kind of keeps me down and liked it as opposed to just fully embracing and loved it. I think this movie gets slow uh, on occasion. I think there are there are sections of this movie where and it may just be it may be in many ways a result of how how exciting and compelling some of this stuff is that there are scenes that i don't feel like progress much character wise or plot wise um there's a little bit of fun dialogue in there but not a lot going on and yeah it just kind of slows down in the middle a little bit for me enough that i was kind of wanting to check my phone a few times and you know a few different things and and get a little distracted so um so yeah, I think it just it kind of it has a little bit of stutter for me uh, through the middle of the movie. But that's really the only negative I had, um, you know, that was noticeable for me. Did you guys feel that at all? Uh, yeah, very mm-hmm. minor though. I was still fully invested in yeah. these characters and just wanting to know more about them. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there were there were. I know what you're saying. Yeah, during the middle section, like leading up to. The big mm-hmm. grand finale. There were some yeah. lulls. Yeah, yeah. yeah it felt like, like I was in. Yeah, it felt like some like logistic lulls. Like it was kind of like where we headed, and it was kind of like yeah, it was a lot yeah. of gathering of before 
we had to the yeah, big show. And, and, yeah, and you know, some of that's unavoidable, and some of that's okay. Like it's it's okay to step down and do some character work. My my issue was we kind of stepped down, and then I didn't feel like a lot of character work was happening. It was just it was just you know now we're around a fire mm. and we're saying some stuff, but it wasn't it it didn't feel like you know we were progressing the character's relationship to the plot in those scenes uh for the most part but um that's it really is like andrew says it really is a minor uh nitpick uh nitpick uh in that way um any other thoughts you guys have any uh any other things you want to say about the harder they fall <laughs> it's true it's true there isn't one will there be a, a the harder they fall too uh could could they do that i mean uh, they, I, yeah, they set it up like right it. like the hardest yeah. they fall yeah, the hardest they fall. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say no to a sequel. Uh, I'd just be interested to see what it yeah. has to say. Yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, yeah. The harder they fall, too, fall harder. I think probably is the probably what they got to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be inter- I'd yeah. be interested in seeing a revisit of these characters. I will say, I guess my one last thing is this movie does have a story turn uh, towards the end that absolutely 100 percent was perfect. I abs- it's just perfect thematically. Yeah. It's it has something to say. It's it's just a it, this is a movie yeah. that I didn't I thought I was just going to be enjoying it because of the gunslinging and that kind of stuff and how fun a lot of that stuff was and then at the end I was like, "Oh, you've got something really interesting and valuable to say about what it means to be human, you know, what grace is, what it what vengeance yeah. is, like all those themes it really plays with in an interesting way because of the, you know, kind of a, fo- a final story turn." So, yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the yeah. movie, yeah. easily. I hear that. Uh, yeah. All right, there you go. That Good is call. The Harder They Fall. It is on Netflix, uh, and you can check it out there as part of your Netflix subscription. Before we head on to the Best Ever Challenge, just a reminder uh, that you could be a member of Sif Pop. Uh, that happens at Patreon, patreon.com slash Pop. Membership starts at $3 a month. Lots of fun stuff that goes on at the different levels, uh, including an ad-free podcast that you can check out there in your own podcast feed, as well as bonus episodes every single week uh, that we record for you. This week on the bonus episode, we talked uh, a little bit about... What what did we talk about in the bonus episode? Just told you... Oh, we did Dom's List of Shame game. That's right. It was was Dom's List of Shame. Yeah, Dom's first time on the show. So we did his List of Shame, uh, Quentin Tarantino-themed List of Shame. You can check that out. Uh, if you are a Sif Pop member, and if you're curious about what it's all about, just go check it out. Patreon.com slash Pop, and we appreciate you, and thank you ahead of time for checking that out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, let's move into the best ever challenge. Yeah, that's right. We're going to do best ever Will Smith movies. We're going to go number five to number one. Uh, If somebody says a movie that you have higher ranked on your list than they have it. So let's say Andrew has a movie you have at number two, at number five. When they say the movie title, you can just say Trump. And then you get to wait until uh, later to do that. And by the way, that is not a name. It is a verb. All right, let's continue. Let's continue on uh, with number five. Uh, Dom, what do you got at number five? I have iRobot. Uh, all right. Andrew has it a little higher. Andrew, what do you got at number five? This is where I have Enemy of the State. Good choice. I have that in my honorable mentions for sure. Yeah, it's a good movie. Good movie. Mm. I like the fact that you know it's a uh, it's a uh, where uh, a secret you know cor- like a government corruption you know spy action movie that is from the perspective of a civilian. You know, it's really interesting to see Will Smith play this character. It's like I don't know why they're they're going after me. What did I do? And then you have Gene Hackman coming in as this. Uh, you have what they want, and he's like, what? So that whole uh, Will Smith, you know, finally is is playing a role that finally is like a civilian looking in. Like, I have no idea what's going on, but why is everybody trying to kill me? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun, exciting movie. So, I agree. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's always great to see so, yeah. Gene Hackman, too. Um, you know, he hasn't, hasn't done yeah. a lot of, you know, was this, this was towards the end of his career, right? Was this... Like one of the last movies yeah, he did. Yeah, he only. He, I think he's. It was one of yeah. the last ones. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it looks like two thousand one was when he kind of finished up, um, with uh, like Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, I think was one of his final movies. But you know, yeah, Gene Hackman's yeah. pretty amazing. This Will Smith's pretty great, and it. it's definitely worth mentioning. I think. Um, all right, my number five. Yeah. Uh, all right, Aaron. this one may shock some people. I think the fifth best Will Smith movie is Focus. Um, I really like this movie. Uh, I think this is one of those underrated Will Smith movies. It's a little edgier, uh, which I think maybe it misses some people because of that. I don't know. It's, it's really kind of got some oceans vibe, you know, to it that I like. There's the con man stuff, uh, possibly the, uh, the worst football scene in a movie ever with the terrible <laughs> fake uniform. It's just like, it's supposed to be like the Super Bowl or the, but I don't remember what they call it or whatever. But what's crazy is that scene is amazing. That scene is incredible. It's just, you know, a terrible representation of uh, professional football. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Margot Robbie's great in it. I just, this is a really fun movie. If you watched it once and were like, yeah, that's pretty good. I'd, I'd recommend watching it again because uh, you may pick up on some, some more fun stuff the second time through. So uh, Focus is uh, one of my favorite Will Smith movies. Do you guys dig this movie at all? 
yeah. <laughs> See, I like it, and I used to always get. Uh, you like the movie, like yeah, man. Like watch it yeah. again. I don't know, and part of it. You know, the first time around, it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And then the yeah. second time around, I was like, no, I really yeah. like this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. I think it's underrated. So it's it's my number five is Focus. I'll give it a I'll give it Cool. Let try. me know what you think. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move into our number fours. Dom, what do you got yeah. at number four? I have Six Degrees nice. of Separation. This is uh, it's one of those films for me was like the first time I think I, I can't remember how old I was when I really started to kind of understand why I liked film, right? I liked um, what Will was able to do. He became a, a completely opposite from what I knew him for, which was Fresh Prince. And well-spoken, and which is, there's a couple of reasons why I like other movies of his, because of uh, his dialogue. For, for me, seeing a black man deliver uh, lines the way he did, I was like, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, I know a lot of people give it some flack because he didn't fully commit to the role because he didn't kiss a guy, and he says he regrets not going fully for that uh, the kiss in that movie. But um, just uh, the the whole con man thing uh, and the fact that it's based on a true story, right? Yeah, um, is it? I know. It was, yeah, I believe it was. A, there was a guy who legitimately said that he was related to Sidney Poitier. And was conning all these people, and because he was well spoken and charming, and people welcomed him into their home and parties and whatnot. Um, but I think it's one that people forget about a lot. Um, but I think it plays out really. Yeah, well. I need to revisit this. It has been a long time since I've seen it, um, but I remember thinking it it was it was really good. And yeah, Will is so young in this movie, like so young. It's 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 amazing. Uh, all right, Andrew, what do you got at uh, number four? This is where I have I Am oh, Legend. Oh, I have I Am Legend at number four as well. So we can go ahead and, and talk about oh, it. Oh, nice. Uh, it's, uh, I, I very, very distinctly remember the first time I saw this movie in theaters. The opening section of this movie where uh, he has to chase his dog into that abandoned building is mm-hmm. so terrifying. And it sets up the tone of the movie so perfectly of, like, I am going to be on the edge of my seat for this entire movie. Um, It's a movie that I don't think a lot of people realize has multiple endings. So the ending you could have seen for this movie is not the same as the ending other people saw. Now, wait, wait, hold on. Not in the moment, though, right? Like, it was changed later, right? Okay, yeah, okay. That's what I'm, I thought yeah, you were talking like, like in, a clue, I think a clue situation theaters. where it depended on like which theater you went to, like which <laughs> ending you saw, that kind of thing. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's it's one of those, yeah, where uh, I think like even for the DVDs, it has one ending right, as opposed to right. another. Uh, we can talk. It's it's old enough. We can talk about it. Like the ending that I saw in theaters was Correct. that he dies. Correct. That he sacrifices. Yes, that's the theatrical himself. ending. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah, and I guess the the other ending, which I've seen too, is uh, with all of those zombie. Uh, I think in the book they're vampires. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, uh, he opens up the door, and they take the one that was cured, and they just leave. And then he goes with the mother and daughter to uh, that that uh, safe haven mm-hmm. place. So yeah, there's there's multiple endings to this movie. 
I kind of like the personal sacrifice ending uh, myself because it shows what the character was willing to do in order Mm -hmm. to save humanity. Like, he saw that he doesn't have to carry this burden himself anymore. He's not alone. Uh, the scene with the dog breaks my heart every single time. It it, it kills me. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's. I think it's a really good movie, and I think this is also a movie where Will Smith is really showing his acting chops. Yeah, I agree. So. I agree with everything you said. You pretty much said all the things I wanted to say. Um, I was going to talk about the endings as well. I do prefer the sacrificial ending. Um, it just works yeah. for me a little bit better. I think this movie has some flaws, but overall, yeah. I just I I really really dig the story. Um. And yeah, Don, what are your thoughts on yeah. I Am Legend? No, I should have, you know what, as you're talking about it, I'm like, yeah. I should have had it on my list. Yeah, it is a really good movie, man. I, it, it, it's one of those ones where it could be released now right. and it would it be feels like it, yeah. in a way, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I mean, but the dog scene when he's yelling at the mannequin because he, I don't, I mean, there's a lot that can go through your head if you just what think about What are you doing like, out here, Frank? <laughs> yeah. Frank, are you real? For, being alone for that long, like I don't, yeah. I don't know how I would do either. I, I don't know if I would have survived right. as long as he did. I mean, oh. it's that's why I think that's what makes it good. You have to put yourself in that mind state of like, what would I right. do? How would I survive? And I don't know if yep. I would. Yeah, no, I definitely would not. For the simple fact that, and what makes this movie so amazing is the fact that he's surviving for a reason. Like there's yeah. a reason for him to keep going forward. Uh, and that is really what, you know, you need that in a movie like this where you have a soul survivor, a man alone. He has to have a reason. Like, y- you look at all those soul survivors, like a, a castaway, you know, there's a reason for him to keep going, you know. Uh, and, yeah, this movie's it it really hits on that message. So I'm legend in at number four for Andrew and myself. So we'll go on to our number threes. Dom, what do you got at number three? Number three, I have nice. Bad Boys. Nice, that was in my honorable mentions. Nice. It was one of my first honorable mentions. Yeah, I uh I don't this is one that through my youth and my teenage I mean, I constantly went back to it all the time. That dynamic of him and Martin Lawrence is, is great. Um and I kind of feel like when you look at it nowadays, it kinda encapsulates like what the nineties felt like. The way they looked, the way the like the clothes and the music and the grittiness of the nineties. Um because it falls in line with a lot of them. Any movie that had uh, extensive gunfights, this movie <laughs> falls in line with mm-hmm. all that. That look is just encapsulate the whole time. Um, and I mean, Mike Lowry is like that's the guy we always reference. You know, when you have like yeah. the player friend, like oh, he's like the Mike Lowry mm-hmm. type. You know what I mean? Uh, I, it's 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 definitely in like one of my like you know classic film categories. You know, uh, it's. Yeah, it's it's yeah. great. It's Good great. Call. 90s Michael Bay, man. He 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 made some fun movies yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. So. Uh all right. It's the good Andrew, one. What it's a really good one. This is uh, where I have I Robot. So Dom had it at number 5. Andrew has his at uh number 3. Let's talk about I Robot. Yeah. Uh the character of Sunny is so fascinating. The uh uh the humanity that uh Alan Tudyk is able to portray and you know perform through this i don't know if they did if this was a mocap or how they did uh, this performance but regardless um it it, it didn't it, it felt real it felt like mm-hmm. sunny was in the room with them you know uh 
the scene that I always come back to is the uh, I did not murder him scene where Will Smith is interrogating him and he smashes his hand through the table. Uh, yeah, uh, everything about this movie is great. The the you understand why Will Smith is so prejudicial against you know robots in this movie and how uh, th- I think that's really one of the main uh, story arcs of this movie that I think is under uh, appreciated and that's the uh, the uh, the story arc of prejudice prejudice and how uh, it it can affect you know our daily lives you know of like even how we go to work and stuff like that uh, yeah it's 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 a great great look into a a cool yet terrifying future i'm always you know if there's a movie about robots uprising you know i'm like okay yeah i'll I'll go check that one out for sure that's that's a great that's a great genre for film uh dom what uh i i had it a little higher but what do you think what about this movie what do you love about it no i i definitely love the uh i've always been kind of into you know futuristic type things so when you talk about ai i mean everything now when we talk about amazon trying to do certain things or whoever I'm like, can I watch that robot? Like, this all this yeah. AI? Like, you want to have self-driving cars, Apple? Have you not seen iRobot? Like, we're going to, this is not going to be oh, a good thing. What are you guys doing? <laughs> um, but that you know, is one I mean, of the coolest scenes in the, in, of, like, in movie history is that, uh, that yeah. self-driving <laughs> car scene in the tunnel. And, I mean, uh, it is still, to this day, kind of, there's a lot of things that line up. I mean, I've seen a lot of... Um, body modification that people are trying to start to get into where they are trying to add robotic pieces to their body just for aesthetics. He has like his arm. Now his was for a reason, but yeah, there's a lot of things that are lining up with today and that some of these writers from these, uh, these authors have a certain mindset or, uh, that a lot of us just don't have. And they saw this all yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you you watch those Boston Dynamic videos, and you're like, "Have we learned nothing?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I feel obliged to say, uh, for the uh, audience who knows me very, very well, self-driving cars are the future, and they must happen, and they will save many, many lives. <laughs> all right, we can move on. Uh, all right, <laughs> my all right, number Aaron, three, you number three? Is Hancock. Uh, I love this movie. This this movie probably for me is the one I'd most like to see a sequel for in the Will Smith. Uh, canon. I would love to see a Hancock sequel. I think there's some really cool world building here. And, and w- one of the reasons I, I, I feel like a sequel would be so fun is because a lot of that world building happens in like the last 15 minutes of the movie. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of these reveals about, uh, you know, th- this big, you know, scope of, you know, uh, supernatural kind of yeah. things. And, um, Man, what starts out is just kind of a if superheroes were real and were down on their luck, what would that look like? And turns into something even bigger and more interesting uh, about love and fate. And uh, yeah, I really enjoy Hancock. It's one of my favorites. This movie was really maligned was. Yeah. when it first came out. A lot of people did mm-hmm. not like it, but I think as time's gone on, people realize, oh, okay, so I think I finally understand what this movie yeah. was trying to say. Uh, I'm with you. I would love yeah. a Hancock sequel. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I it will ever love, happen, but I I like it. I definitely love the um, you know, when we're uh, together, yeah. we're yeah. vulnerable. You know, what I mean, I love that that love aspect of like 
Oh yeah, it was so good. That was a good uh, choice of how they how they. I mean, it's Will Smith and Charlize, you know, Theron. Like, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's incredible. It's good stuff. Uh, all right, on to our number twos. Yeah. Uh, I would not be surprised if we all had the same number one and number two in some order, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We don't. Okay, fair we enough. Don't. Uh, uh, we don't. What's you, uh, Dom, what is your uh, number two? Uh, Ooh, okay, good choice. Yeah, I like this movie. I think this kind of goes in line with what we were talking about with King Richard. You know, he fully became Muhammad Ali. Um, and I think, you know, I think the best aspect of the film was that it talked about not just his boxing because he's a I mean he's one of the biggest personalities ever, but the the times mm-hmm. that he was in and you know uh, him his choices that he made they were very conscience like he wasn't just like doing things be- for the sake of doing them he was like you know I don't agree with this it's a war you know I want to convert to this and uh, I mean there's a there's a great cast um, and it's almost one of those ones that it's it's really good but I feel like I wish it was like a, a sure. miniseries yeah. so we could really get into the fine detail of it. But I thought Will was fantastic. And it's he I mean he got he got jacked for it. He started to look like him. He was able to talk like him that and he already had the charisma to be uh Muhammad Ali. So he was like the perfect person yeah. to play this yeah, role. Good choice. Good choice. Absolutely. It really uh, is Andrew, what choice. did you have at number yeah. two? I love this movie. This where the pursuit oh, of happiness. Honorable mentions. Yeah, I should keep my mouth shut about us having the, the same yeah. ones when we obviously all have different ones. But go ahead. We all probably have the same number one. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, this movie is uh, it's stellar. It's another one of those uh, performance like uh, master classes and how to you know really become a character. Uh, this is based on a true story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This is based on a real... Okay, yeah. Uh, so many things I love about this movie. Uh, he has so many amazing moments in this movie, like when he talks about uh, with his son playing basketball, and his son's like, I want to be a basketball player when I grow up. And then he's like, no, you should you know, really focus on a, you know, real, an education and stuff like that. And then he realized in that moment, he's like, everything I'm doing in my life uh, is exactly opposite of what I'm teaching my, my son right now. So he's like... Don't let anybody ever tell you what to do. Not even me as your dad. You do what you want to do. And it's such a powerful movie. Uh, so many amazing moments in it of perseverance. Mm-hmm. That's that's what this movie is. It's a story of perseverance and never giving up. So I love it. I think it's a brilliant No, film. it's really, really good. I had it in my honorable mentions for sure. Um, another one I could probably revisit. Uh, it, a lot of it has drifted away from me since it came out. Um, so, But yeah, I remember really enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, so I guess my number two. Yeah. Um, I have Men in Black yep. at number two. Um, yeah. I think this movie is. Oh, all Holy right. Trump. We will wait, Dom. We will oh. wait till you uh, <laughs> till you have it. Which is, uh, by the way, right now. Time for our number ones. Right now, uh, <laughs> Dom Praytel. What is your number one Will Smith movie? So good. It is Men in Black. So good. There was a, and and this is like one of the hardest mm-hmm. lists I've had to make. <laughs> like, there's so much to choose from, but I think Men in Black is just the one that I, when I think of Will Smith, I think of Men in Black first. Um, it opened up a whole world of possibilities of imagination uh, for myself uh, as a as a kid. Um, him and Tommy Lee Jones together was a duo I didn't know that I loved. Oh, yeah, uh, it's 
it's so good. You know, you got the the curmudgeon old guy, and then you got the young hotshot who just like I'm trying to do everything by myself. Um, and there's a lot of like lessons I took from it when he was like when Tommy Lee Jones is telling Will, uh, you know, people uh, or you know a person is smart, people are stupid essentially. Like the yeah. mass hysteria, you can't let everybody know this thing because they won't know how to react. Mm-hmm. And we see it every day, sure. especially over the past couple of years. Um, yeah. I was obsessed with aliens as a kid too. So it just, that movie just sparked everything. All the creativity that I have to this day came from this movie. Um, so yeah, I can't get enough of it. It's one that never gets old. You can watch it back to back to back. Um, and you find something new that you yeah, like. Every I, time I you totally watch agree. It. I think it's so fun. Um, you know, uh, the difference between you and me, Dom, you make this stuff look good. That's the difference between you and me. Uh, so, yeah, no, I just, there's just so many of those lines in this movie, and he's just so charismatic. And um, yeah, this is this is great stuff. I, I love Men in Black. It's so much fun. Very creative. Um, good stuff. So yeah, that's my number two, and Dom's number one. Uh, Andrew, yeah. your number one, probably my number one as well. What do you got? Uh, it's another Will sure Smith Alien movie. We're going to go yeah, with Independence Day. Yeah. Is this the greatest summer blockbuster like Certain, action I think it's certainly ever? in the conversation. I mean, it's the most quintessential. Um, it's the most quintessential, like, perfect example. I mean, everything that that genre is built upon is delivered yeah. in Independence Day. Um, it's a action. It's funny. There's some fright to it. Um yeah, it's 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 almost a perfect film for like it, I mean it's not a it's not like considered like an Oscar winning mm-hmm. you know brilliant uh, piece of art, but it might be a perfect yeah. film. It does exactly what it sets out to do. Um, yeah, uh, the uh, presidential Independence Day speech at the end of this movie is one mm-hmm. of the greatest speeches in cinema yeah. history. So. And Aaron has a great story about how he delivered. It is true. Uh, I was on tour with a college choir, (sighs) and we were on tour Fourth of July weekend. And so I got on the tour bus the morning of Fourth of July, and got you know how they have those little speaker things at the front of the bus. I got one of those speakers things, and I got real serious. And then I delivered the whole Independence Day speech uh, to the to the choir uh, (laughs) that morning, and uh, everybody cheered. It was wonderful. Uh, My life's been. My life's been We're all downhill live on. since uh, We're gonna never achieved those greats uh, ever again. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Independence Day is so good. Yeah. Uh, I, it, you're right. There's, there's something uh, that is just the epitome of big budget summer popcorn. You know, like just you know, put all the explosions yeah. on the screen, and you know, and obviously that is a genre that kind of was born in the what, like the mid '70s with Jaws. Probably, you know, this idea of you know some big kind of event yeah. movie during the summer while your kids are out of school and just since then has grown to be just kind of almost the definition of the theater experience you know like so many movies were front loaded into summer we're kind of going yeah. through a new evolution uh through the pandemic and then post pandemic with you know uh what the future is going to look like as far as movie theaters are concerned but um but yeah for a long long time these were the exact kind of movies that summer was all about the uh possibly possibly the greatest most important and most viewed uh super bowl trailer of all time like you know how there are always movie trailers during the super bowl commercials this one was just like 
I just remember everybody was talking about it the next day because it had the White House explosion in it yeah. and, you know, some different things. And Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and again, Will Smith, like peak powers, total charisma, just absolutely having a blast and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Independence Day is, is my number one as well. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like what, what, what Dom said whenever he... There's, if you think about Will Smith, what's the thing you uh, automatically think of? Besides Fresh Prince, the first thing I automatically yeah. think of is Independence Day. That's the movie I always go to. Like, okay, that's the yep. Will Smith movie. And I would argue, I would argue that the besides Xenomorphs, the aliens in Independence Day are like at the benchmark with the Xenomorphs of like, mm-hmm. if you want a terrifying yeah. alien, they have to look like this. And a lot of stuff after that hasn't been as um eye catching and terrifying yeah. as no those I agree two. I agree yeah I think uh I was I just gonna tomorrow mention the tomorrow war, war. I was it just doesn't matter what oh, yeah. it, it doesn't matter yeah, what yeah. you think of the movie it doesn't matter what you think of the movie but I think tomorrow war is like the closest we're gonna get to like a a new stylization of of what yeah. an alien could be that yeah. is just so cool but yeah xenomorphs are you know the the pinnacle and uh but no absolutely the way that in this movie, the way it opens <laughs> yeah. up. Ugh, that's such an amazing car- yeah. creature yeah, design. Good well, on there you. There you go. Uh, best so. ever Will Smith movies. We do. I only have one honorable mention left. Just to, I'd, I'd throw out Hitch out there. I know a lot of people love Hitch, and uh, it's a fun movie. Um, certainly has some fun scenes in it. Uh, so I wanted to throw that out. Did you guys, either one of you, have honorable mentions you wanted to throw out? Yeah. What do you yeah, got? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, I want to throw sure. out the new Aladdin. Sure. I think the new Aladdin is way, way better yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Mainly because, as as everybody who watches the show knows, I'm not a fan of Disney's live-action remakes of all their properties and stuff. But this one actually was remade with a purpose and was updated to, you know, not only for representation, but also to say things that should have been said in the original movie. Jasmine isn't just a... Uh, uh, a mm-hmm. plot point in this movie. She actually has something to say now. Um, nobody is going to be able to touch Robin Williams when it comes to the genie, but I think what Will Smith did with the character in his interpretation is probably as good as we would ever get mm-hmm. to coming close to what Robin Williams did. Uh, I really yeah. like the new Aladdin. Yeah, I really it. do. And I would throw out concussion solely for performances uh i don't think it's that good of a movie i I think that there's a a huge tempo loss in this movie that really keeps it from being good uh an important message obviously about nfl uh but uh, it's yeah and he will smith gives a good performance but i really think that it's it it lacks in other areas and those are the did you have any other ones you wanted to throw out Uh, my word has just been uh hitch i mean the other things we already mentioned but hitch would have been one i loved I, it's <laughs> it's one of those ones where like mm-hmm. at first I didn't want to tell anybody like man I love Hitch but then and after a while you're like no yeah. like it's yeah. a good it's a solid yeah. movie Him you and live in here right here this is where you live <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. yeah exactly, exactly none of this <laughs> well there you go there's the best ever uh, Will Smith movies let's head into our buried treasure what is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about. Uh, Dom, you are our guest, so you get to finish us off. Um, Andrew, why don't you go first? You still doing the the? All right, what do you got this week? Not this week. All right, I'm picking it up next week. 
This week I'm going to go with a little Netflix show called I Arcane. heard about this. Uh, it, I'm, yeah, it's based off League of Legends, and I want to say this right up front. I have never played a single second of League of Legends, and you don't need to have played it to watch the show. Um, the art style in the show is some of the best, most unique, most incredible art stylization of like a, a steampunkish, you know, futuristic look at what the world could be. And it's, uh, uh, as we kind of talked earlier uh, with Drew, your brother, the story itself isn't anything new. It's, mm-hmm. it's a story about revenge and redemption and uh, uh, become who, who, you, who you're going to be. But put in this unique and beautiful world the world building is stellar by the way it's all about a class system and it's literally shown as like the lower class lives on the lower levels of the city you know and then the upper class lives like high up and and it's so it's so fresh uh just the way i've i've seen the story told several times but the way it's done here is so fresh and the voice performances are great yeah like Haley steinfeld giving a, an amazing performance uh, there's several other big names in this that i would just say are good but what the movie or what the show does i call sure. it a movie because it feels like a movie what it does great is it uh it doesn't f- throw in a whole bunch of you know big name actors and actresses just because they think that it's going to be, you know, a, a, a seller point to mm-hmm. have big names. They went out and they got a whole bunch of, like, uh, voice actors, you know, to actually voice. So, and it's interesting because I'm curious after I finish the show, I only have a couple episodes left, but uh, uh, I'd be interested to, like, uh, find out what, like, if any of these characters that I've been watching in the show are actually in the League of Legends game. Uh, but uh, as of right now, it, it it does it's I don't ever get a sense that like a oh we're doing a nod here oh this is a nod to the game or anything like that. It feels like it's just a a, a show. It's a great great show that I highly recommend. Highly nice. recommend. It's so that is good. Arcane. Uh, where is that? Is that on Netflix? Yes. There you go. Netflix. Yes. I think there's eight episodes total. I could be okay. wrong. Uh, I'm going to go with a movie I was hoping we would be able to do a, a full review on, but man, when award season kicks in, there's just too, too much stuff dropping. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Tick, Tick, Boom, um, which should be out on Netflix as you're hearing this. I uh, got a chance recently to see it, and boy, did I love this movie. Um, now, if... If you know my predilection for musicals, this is not a surprise to you. Uh, I, I absolutely love uh, well-written songs and musical movies. Um, what sets this apart in many ways is Andrew Garfield's performance. He is absolutely electric as Jonathan Larson. And if you don't know who Jonathan Larson is, this is a, a, a movie about him and his time becoming a Broadway superstar. Um, he... Correct. That is where he really broke big, uh, was with Ren. And of course, uh, he died way too young. I think it was a heart thing uh, that happened uh, to him. And um, so, yeah, he wrote Rent. But before Rent, his actually his show, his Broadway show, I don't know if it was on Broadway. I think it was. But his show before Rent was Tick, Tick, Boom. So this is 
so in Tick, Tick, oh, Boom okay. is a story about him. So it makes for a really easy way, you know, almost like he wrote his own musical, you know, biopic. And then Lin-Manuel Miranda, who you know from Hamilton and many other things, uh, directed it. And I think, I think it's really well done. There is a scene, uh, just as one example, there's a song in Tick, 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 Boom that is an over-exaggeration of a marital or relational argument. Uh, and it is over-stylized and over-dramatized uh, in a way that it's like, we just have to go through this same thing where we talk about our feelings and you know do this kind of thing. And it's intercut and interspersed with an actual dramatic argument from his real life with his girlfriend at the time in a way that is almost off-putting and offsetting, but it, it kind of emphasizes like he's working out stuff in his, you know, his music and on stage that he was really dealing with in his life, and he's finding a way to make it entertaining and fun, even though in real life it was obviously traumatic and, and terrible. Is there just stuff like that that's I, I don't know I've ever seen that kind of thing before because you would think breaking to that argument would just kill the rhythm of this up-tempo, fun, you know, crazy little song and vice versa, and yet somehow it works and works really well. Like I watch that scene like, you know, 10 times in a row. It's just so fun and interesting. Um, but yeah, Lynn's making choices like that throughout the movie. Garfield is giving uh, just an astonishing performance as Jonathan Larson, and this one is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, Garfield has. Uh, and that's before Spider Man comes out. <clears throat> uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> what? He's not in that movie. What are you uh, talking about? Of course they would have shown that by now. Um, so, anyhow, Tick Tick Boom is a huge, huge, huge recommend for me. It is exactly my kind of movie. Uh, and you'll probably be hearing more about it as we do our Sift Pop Awards uh, at the end of the year. I liked it that much. Um, so there you go. Tick, tick, boom. You can check that out in theaters or on Netflix. Um, Dom, what do you got? Uh, mine is yeah. Reservation Dogs. Yeah. Um, it is on Hulu. Uh, it's eight episodes of Magic. I mean, this is a show that we've never like we've never seen anything like this before. Where you have it's Taika Waititi and another a writer, which I believe the whole cast and crew—they're all Native American—and it's teenagers, uh, which is the teenager part is similar to what we get, but it's life on the reservation, and they want out. They're they're tired of the same old things. They they want they want to strive to do bigger things, but everybody just ends up on the reservation and doesn't go anywhere and. You know, you have uh, a, a, the death of a friend that affects them in a very profound way. And they're kind of a gang. They're considered like a clique. They do bad things because there's, there's nothing else for them to do. And then a rival group comes in and you have this kind of back and forth that is serious but not serious. Um, and the, the, the slang in the in the show is, is great. I mean, me and my wife say Skoden all the time. And this is actual slang that they use on these reservations within uh, the youth. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's there's there wasn't a bad episode. I figured there'd be at least one. It's like oh, this is filler or this is slow, but there's a lot of humanity, a lot of heart, a lot of hijinks. Um, you have these two twins that are hilarious, and you you're just confused on what their role is in the show, but they're just around, happen to know everything and rap a little. It's 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 great, and you you know you have you know the the relatable things like um, the son growing up without his father, 
but he still has hopes that his father's going to return, but gets fed a lot of BS on why his dad can't do the things that he's supposed to do. Um, the mom trying to hold together. Um, and then, of course, the the friendship drama, because it's hard when you want different things in life. Um, but as, as friends, you say that you want the same things, but you're like, you know, I have my own thoughts, too. And I don't know if it's going to cause a divide within my friendships. Um, but no, I mean, the show was so good, man. It was one of the shows that um, I was able to fully enjoy um, and not have to not have to overthink because I wasn't reviewing it. So I got to sit back every week and enjoy it with my wife. And nice. uh, it's a good time, man. It's a great show. I have it not gotten around show. to seeing it. And so many people have said it's good. And I know I should. So I will add your voice uh, to the voices, Dom. And maybe that'll press. Maybe that'll push me over the edge <laughs> and I'll check it out. Uh, so that is Reservation Dogs on Hulu. Tick, Tick, Boom is yeah. on Netflix. And Arcane is on Netflix as well. Uh, we did it, guys. We did a podcast. Congratulations to us. Uh, man, the success just flowing. We're just champions around here. It's amazing. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Big thanks to producer Thank you, Phil for producing the audio and video show. Uh, thanks to Drew Thank for the visuals that go along with the video show. Yeah, and thanks yeah, to Dom Fisher from Geek Vibes Nation for coming by and hanging out with us today. Woo! Dom, uh, anything you want to promote? Anywhere you want to send people? Um, where do you want to have people to check out? Uh... uh just go to geekvibesnation.com. We have plenty of content over there. Geek Vibes podcast on YouTube. And we will soon be doing weekly reviews of Hawkeye uh, as it drops. And we call it the MCR, the Marvel Cinematic Review. And every week we break nice. down each episode um, right after uh, it happens. So nice. Yeah, Geekvibesnation.com uh, to check out more of Dom's stuff. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, man. Really appreciate you being here. I appreciate uh, it. Man. If it you want to be time, a Sif Pop member, time. you can do that at patreon.com slash Pop. Support starts at three bucks a month, and you get those bonus episodes at some level, some other fun perks, so just check all that out at patreon.com slash Pop. You can connect with us by leaving a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Uh, you can also email us, uh, feedback at sifpop.com if you have anything you want to say. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than convincing someone that an open stance can generate as much power. Uh, we will be back next week with Encanto and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, those will be the reviews hopefully next week, and we will see you then. Bye. Bye. Peace. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. 
And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.